today, because we're having our Connect Group Expo, I've asked Pastor Nick Smith to come and share today. Nick's been on staff with us about six months now, five or six months. He's doing a great job, and I love this guy. I mean, he's a great communicator, a great preacher. He's got a great family. He has added so much to our team already. And I know some of you know him. Some of you don't know him yet, but I want you to get better acquainted today. And he's going to be sharing a message that really points to the heart of everything we're doing today and what we as a church are all about. So if you would, put your hands together and make a lot of noise for Pastor Nick Smith. Good morning, church. How's everybody doing? Have any of you ever been at home and your internet stops working? For any of you, is that like a nuclear apocalypse has happened? In my household, if, if, if that were to happen, I would hear, Nick! I can't get on Pinterest. Um, I, I can't get on, on Snapchat or I can't get on Instagram. Or if it was my kids, it'd be like, Daddy, Daddy, PBS Kids isn't working. Fix it. Are any of you the designated fixer in your household? That is my job, apparently. And so what I do is I go and I, I will find the, the internet modem and let's say I look at it and, you know, the lights aren't on. So immediately I'm thinking, okay, what's happened? Did this thing just break? Is it busted? Is it old? And so I check it out and, and I look at it and, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to hit the power button. Nothing. All right. Getting a little more frustrated. Then I... I flip it over, do the little reset button, and do all that kind of stuff, and nothing's happening, and then I'm, I, 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 I'm like, oh, you know what's got to happen now. You have to call customer service. How many of you need to have a prayer meeting before you call customer service? You call customer service. And it's like a humongous menu of all the things, and finally you hear technical support, and then you're on hold for about 20 minutes, and then somebody picks up the phone, and they're like, hello, what seems to be the problem today? It's not working. That's why I called you. Okay, well, I'll be hella happy to uh, troubleshoot this with you, sir. Um, can you tell me, are the lights on? No, it's not. Um, sir, did you try hitting the power button? Why, yes, I have hit the power button. Well, sir, let's, let's continue on in our process. And, and, sir, have you tried to hit the reset button? Yes, I have tried to do that. And then, you know, they do the, oh, well, let me see if you're getting signal. And they send something through space. I don't know what they do, a signal beam somewhere. And then they're like, sir, well, we're showing that you, you do have signal, but I'm not sure why it's not coming to the household. And they're like, sir, I've got one more question for you. Sir, is it plugged into the wall? And then something rises up in you. Are you kidding me? Of course it's plugged into the wall. I'm just going to look just to be sure. And then you go over there and you look and you're like, what? How did that happen? One time, I kid you not, 
I actually plugged it back in, and I didn't say anything to the person because I just wanted to feel better. Like, I hadn't overlooked something that was so important. My point today is, if you are not plugged in, you are not connected to your power source. We as believers have three main ways that we can be plugged in. This cord here, it's got three prongs. In the electrical world, it would stand for uh, hot, neutral, and ground. But for our purposes today, one of them is going to stand for being connected to God. This is your individual relationship. This is you plugging into your Bible, praying. This is you fasting. This is seeking God's will for your life. Another one of those is going to be being a part of a church, the large gathering, the bridge women, bridge youth, bridge men, whatever it may be, those larger gatherings. And then the third one is to be connected on smaller levels, smaller gatherings. This is like your close friendships. These are your small groups, your, your connect groups, the people that you do life with. I believe that when God created us, he created us for a desire for relationship. When God created earth, he went at it. I mean, he created stuff. You're like, how did you ever think of an elephant? Or how did you ever think of an octopus? Or how did you ever think of like oceans and plants and all of these things? And then to top it all off, God creates a human. And this human walks the earth, has dominion over earth. He's taking care of the animals and all these types of things. But it wasn't quite done yet. Imagine with me that God is looking down on Adam. And he sees Adam kind of moping along. And Adam starts to break out in a song. And he starts singing. Lonely. I'm Mr. Lonely. I have nobody to call my own. I am so lonely. I'm Mr. Lonely. I have no one to call on the phone. You can thank Bobby Vincent from like 1950-something for that, all right? Um, hey, here's the deal. God created us for relationship. There's something within all of us that needs relationship. In Genesis chapter 2, this is the Lord speaking. It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Often when we look at that, we think of marriage. This is the only relationship it's talking about. But you've got to understand, there wasn't even another human being around. So the idea of community with other humans wasn't in existence. This also applies just for the need to be known, the need to exist in community. And this was what we see as fellowship beginning. You see, we need to be connected to God. We need to be plugged in in a large setting like this. But we also need to be plugged in 
in smaller settings. That's how God created us. Today I have two things that I want to talk about. Why do we need to live in community? And the second one is how do we live in community? I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, I need your help. Turn to your other neighbor and say, you need my help. Galatians 6, verse 2. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. That word carry, it means to bear. It means to support, to take the weight off. When it says the word burden, it's talking about a heaviness. Any of you ever felt heavy because of the pressures and the worries of things on your life? The struggles you feel like you're carrying the weight of the world. In Mark chapter 2, there's a story about a man who was paralyzed. And he had four friends. And these four friends took it upon themselves that we are going to take our friend to Jesus. Because they had heard about Jesus and the amazing things he was doing. So they get this paralyzed man and they have him on his mat and they're walking around town and they're looking for Jesus. They find that he's at a house. They go to the house and there is no room for them to get in. They could have just been like, I'm sorry, man, we tried. We're done. These guys were ready. They were standing in faith and they said, we're not going to let anything stop us. And so what did they do? They went up to the roof and it says that they lowered him through the roof in front of Jesus. Jesus takes a look and he says, because of your faith, I'm going to heal you. How many of you know that we need people in our lives to help us and sometimes they stand in the gap with faith for us? We need people to do that. In Exodus chapter 17, Moses, he's leading the Israelites, and they're in this battle against the Amalekites, and he's standing on a hill. And he has the rod of God in his hands, and as he holds this in his hands, they're winning the battle. But Moses, after a while, his arms get tired, and and his arms start to come down, and, oh, i got to take a break, Ah, and they start losing the battle. The scriptures tell us that his brother Aaron and another guy named Hur, that they say, oh, they see the problem. They bring him a stone to sit on, and then they lift him, his arms up, and they hold it for him. Friends, there's moments in life where you need people to lift you up. The weight that you are trying to carry on your own is not for you to carry on your own. There is a community that is out there for you to belong to that wants to support you and lift you up. Back to that verse, it says, carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. That word fulfill, it means to accomplish, to complete. And then that word law, I want to point this out to you. The word law Typically, for us, when we read it, we think of rules and regulations. In the original language, this word law is actually referring to the love of Christ. So read it now. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the love of Christ. 
the love of Christ. Several years ago, I had a friend who was a firefighter. He got injured on the job, and he, he had to have surgery on his back. Our friends got together. We went to the hospital. We, we sat with them. We prayed with them. We waited with them. Surgery went well. Then the recovery came, and that kind of a recovery takes a long time. And this was a big guy who was used to doing everything on his own. And so some of us friends, like, hey, you know, like, what can we do to help support? And you know what? We started mowing this guy's lawn for him. We started doing those things that he was always able to do. But he was in a season where he couldn't. So we just reached out in love. That's what community is, reaching out in love. Friends, I want you to understand that you cannot say that you love God but don't love people. You cannot say that you love God, but don't love people. Because God's love always points us to others. God's love always points us to love other people. Why do we need to live in community? Because it's fun. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to have a little more fun. In Psalm 133, verse 1, it says, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. That word pleasant means sweet or lovely or delightful. That word live, it means to dwell, to sit, to abide. That means to go through life, to spend time with each other. And it says that we are to live together in unity. I want you to think of holding hands with somebody. It's showing that I've got you. We're united. There's power in that. How many of you know that sometimes you just need people to to do fun things with? Right? And that's okay. Look, if you want to be my friend, I've got a a qualification for you. You've got to like the Lakers. Now, sometimes you need people to help lift you up and have a little fun with you. I'm going to be honest. For five years, the Lakers were horrible. They were horrible. And we needed each other to be like, it's going to be okay. Someday, someday another player is going to come and they're going to help us out again and we might win a game. And somehow LeBron James comes. I don't know. Uh, by the way, if you didn't see last Thursday's game, you need to watch it. It, it was amazing, amazing win over the Celtics. And uh, you need people that you have hobbies and interests with. It just makes life more fun. If you like to shop, I'm not the person for you. My wife will want to go shopping, and I... I rather go mow the lawn three times like <laughs> my wife will be like oh come on and you know that it's never like one outfit like oh I'm just I'm just gonna look for one thing in which it turns into like three hours in one store and I only have about a 15 minute window that I'm good and so then it's like oh I'm gonna go try all these outfits on and and you know they come out and and she'll be like well, what do you think and I well that looks nice dear nice Or that looks good, dear. Good. 
the person for this. I am not qualified. I would rather a lady to come along and a lady to be like, man, you look awesome in that. Like, that's just the right color for your skin and, and whatever. I don't know how that stuff works, but this is the right outfit for you. By the way, if you want to go shopping with my wife, I have qualifications for you as well. We will do a credit check. And we will assess your frugal spending habits because you must be a frugal spender, all right? That way we don't go overboard. Sometimes you need people to do things with that are fun. Whether that's going to get a mani-pedi, whether that's going shooting, I don't know, whatever it may be. You need people to have hobbies with and do life with. And sometimes you need people just to laugh with. Because there's moments that, in the moment, it might be pretty difficult. You might want to cry because maybe you went through something terrible, for instance. If you've ever had a baby, and in the process of changing the baby's diaper... The baby has an explosion. And I am talking projectile diarrhea all over the room. And in the moment, you just want to be like, ah! Or maybe you've had a toddler who went and hid around the corner because I, for whatever reason, they like to have some privacy when they do their business. And so they go around the corner and you're like, oh, where'd so-and-so go? So you go find them. And they have now taken their poopy diaper and painted the wall with it. <laughs> Look, mommy. <coughs> there are moments in life you just need people you can call up and be like, you are never going to believe what just happened to me. Like, this was crazy. You need people to do life with. We need to live in community because sometimes we need people to spur and encourage. Spur and encourage. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 to 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. When you think of the word spur, you need to be thinking of a cowboy with cowboy boots and a spur on the edge of his cowboy boot. Because a spur is used like when you're riding a horse, like you kind of nudge the horse, you kind of point the horse in the direction that you want to go. Now, what I want you to understand in this scripture, it is not saying to spur one another towards anger. It says spur one another towards love and good deeds. We need some people in our life that you have given full privilege to give you the good old. Because sometimes we all need a kick. Sometimes we need somebody to point something out in our life and be like, hey man, I just want you to know you're working too much. Your family's suffering. Your kids don't really know who you are. You need these people. You need, or, or, or hey, like, you need to stay away from this person. They're not good for you. You got to give somebody in your life the ability to speak and to give you that spur, that, that, that kick when needed. In verse 25, it says, not giving up meeting together, 
Do you know that the average statistic for an American Christian is that they go to church 1.3 times a month? 1.3 times a month. You are missing out if you go to church 1.3 times a month. Because God wants us to be plugged in at all times. He wants us to be connected to the power source. I'm not here to shame anybody. I'm just telling you, you're missing out. God has more for you. He has an abundance for you. When you live in authentic, biblical community, you need to be plugged in. And sometimes we just need people to encourage us. Maybe you're going through something difficult. Maybe you just need some advice or someone just to, to cry on, whatever it is. You need somebody. Several years ago, my wife had kind of gone through a, a hard season, and, and she had lost an uncle. She had lost a, a great-grandmother who was like the matriarch of the family. And then, within two weeks, she lost her grandfather and her other grandfather. There was a season of just sorrow. And she had gone to, to go to the funeral, and her family is spread out all over America, lots of traveling. And financially, we were just not in a place where we could all go. And I remember I was at a connect group, and I was telling them, hey, like, please be in prayer. Like, this is really hard. Like, this, the weight and heaviness of this is really hard. And I remember God just nudged me and said, you need to be there for her. You need to be there for her. But I'm thinking, God, logistically, how do we do that? Like, this is, the funeral's tomorrow. Like, it's 8 o'clock at night. I don't, how, how are we going to make this happen? And so I, I, I said that to my connect group, and my connect group people were like, Nick, if that's what God's saying you to do, then you need to do it. We'll figure out everything else. And so somebody stayed the night with my kids. Somebody took them to school the next day. Somebody was there, picked them up from school. Somebody fed them, clothed them, all those things, so I could go be there to support my wife. You need people like that that will encourage you and say, if God is telling you to do something, then you need to follow what he has said. Why do we need to live in community? Because there's power when we are in agreement. In Matthew chapter 18, Verse 19, again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. Church, there is tremendous power when we unite together in prayer. How many of you were here last week? If you were not here, you need to go back and watch it online. We had a prayer and worship service, and I am just going to tell you, it was incredible. It was so amazing. The Holy Spirit was speaking. And when you have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who are uniting together in prayer for healing, for provision, for direction, for prodigals to return home, for marriages, for, for youth, for kids, whatever it may be. When all these things come together and, you, and hundreds of people are uniting together, amazing things happen. Because there's power in agreement. 
So my question to you is, when is the last time you agreed with somebody, that you prayed with somebody, that you believed for somebody? A couple of years ago when my wife was in labor with, with our youngest, my wife had progressed to, she had dilated to a seven, things were going smoothly, and then in an instant, the doctor just says, we need to do an emergency C-section right now. They are pushing her down a hallway in the hospital, and they are running her to an operating room. I'm running behind them. I, I have no idea really what's happening, and I'm trying to go in, and they're like, sir, you can't go in. You need to stay here, and I'm like... I'm crying. I'm like, what's happening? And I'm not kidding. I'm like praying in tongues. I am also texting every human being that I know, please pray, please pray, please pray. You see, when you have an emergency, do you have people that you can turn to? Do you have people that can support you and unite with you and believe with you? By the way, everything worked out. Praise the Lord. You also need people who will agree with you in non-emergency situations, right? You got a dream, whether it's to open your own business or a restaurant or, or maybe it's to own a home or whatever it may be. You need people to share with and people to be like, you know what? God's got you. He's going to provide for you. You just need to be patient. You just need to be diligent and God's going to reward you. We need each other. So we talked about why, now let's talk about the how. The first thing that we need to do is we need to make room. I want you to look at the person next to you and say, you need to make room. One of the enemy's tactics is to convince us to live in isolation. One of the enemy's tactics is to convince us we are better off to live in isolation than in community. And the, and, and, and the enemy will convince you like, no, you're going to get hurt if you put yourself out there to be in community again. Oh, you remember so-and-so, they hurt you, and you remember that, and no, you don't want to do that again. And you start to live in isolation. But here's the deal. When you live in isolation, there's no one speaking life into you anymore. And you're there just wrestling with your own thoughts and, and your own doubts and your own whatever it may be. And, and, and before you know it, you can become skewed. We need people to speak life into us. Do not live in isolation. I know some of you are going to say, but you know what? I have enough friends. The answer to that is no, you don't. Because there's people that need you. And there's people you need to speak into your life. You need them. And I know you're saying, but so-and-so hurt me or so-and-so, I, I, I don't want to do this. But let me tell you this. If you close yourself off so you don't get hurt again, you're also closing yourself off to being loved again. Did you hear me? If you close yourself off because you don't want to be hurt, you've closed yourself off from being loved. That's not what God has for us. He has so much more. 
The next thing is you need to make time. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to make some time. What do I mean by that? you got to make yourself available to other people. You can't be so busy you don't have time to meet somebody. I know. We live in a busy world. I get it. Then you got to schedule it. You may have to schedule three months out. That's fine. But you got to make time. You got to make time for people. You got to pursue people. That may be a text, that may be a phone call, that may be Facebook or Instagram. I don't know. It may be going to coffee or, hey, I'm just going to watch the Lakers game after church today if you want to come over. By the way, you're not invited. I still live in Hemet. It's a really long drive for you, okay? The game might be over by the time I get home. Um, by the way, don't tell me. I know the game is starting at 12.30. Don't tell me any scores. I'll punch you in the face. Not really. You need people that you can share your successes with, your failures with, your dreams with. I need Pastor Aaron. Pastor Aaron, are you ready? Come on up. The next thing that you need to do is you need to get closer. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, get closer. Now, hold on. If you don't know who they are, they don't need to get that close. Aaron, you can come right here in the little circle here. When you're at a distance from somebody, like you, you can't really see everything about them. Like I can see Aaron and be like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's got nice clothes on and, you know, it's kind of superficial stuff. But I can't really see how beautifully amazing Aaron's eyes are. <laughs> I'm too far away. Aaron, you stay there. But let's say I, I come closer and I, 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 can, I can see a little bit more detail about him and I can be like, Aaron, you have such nice cheek structure. Aaron, it looks like you're, you're working out, man. Like, wow. And your outfit is on point today, man. Like, and you know, you, you can get a little bit closer, and, 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 and it's like, hey, man, like, you showered today. Way to go. And, and, and you also put some cologne on. Like, you don't stink. Way to go. Right? And as you move closer together, eventually, you're right here. You do smell good, but I'm a little bit sweaty, so I'm sorry. You probably have sweaty armpit on you. He loves me for who I am, right? Everyone give a hand to Pastor Aaron. What I want to show is that when you get closer to people, like, you you have to open up. you got to get a little bit more vulnerable with them. And, and it may start superficial, but there's moments in life where you start to talk about things. And it's not necessarily like, i got to plan it. Like, okay, next Tuesday I'm talking about my worst dream ever. And then I'm talking about my marriage or talking about it may just be in, hey, we're watching the game. Or, or hey, you're working out. Or, hey, you're getting a mani-pedi and, and you're talking to your, your lady friend, whoever it may be. Like, whoever it is you got to begin to talk, because here's what I want you to understand. There is something so incredible to be known and still be loved. 
Let me qualify that for you. To be known and still be loved. Because, let's face it, we all are a little strange. We all have strange things. Maybe you can't stand if somebody like smacks their food. Maybe you can't stand to see the sight of someone else's foot. Like maybe you can't stand like to hear if someone's like clicking when they're eating. Like maybe you have just weird things that, 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 that you know, are just strange. We all have whatever it may be. But there's something awesome to like know like, yep, I got all this weird stuff, but somebody still loves me. Somebody still appreciates me. You're known and you're loved, and that's a good thing. You need to know and you need to love other people. It's a great thing. The next thing is that we need to learn to open up. What do I mean by that? Don't have fake friends. You know what a fake friend is. Like this is somebody who they call you and you look at your phone and you're like, oh, Jesus, please help me. Because this person only calls you when they want something or when they want to complain about something. It's all one-sided. They're like, it's like, hey, how you doing? Hey, can I have $500? That's not a real friend. Like, you got to be in community and relationship. And by the way, if you're the person that only calls when you need something, you got to kind of change that up a little bit, all right? And you got to be in community. Because we all need people. We all need people. You need friends. You need to live in community. You need people that you can open up about maybe a struggle in your faith. Maybe there's a doubt. Maybe there's a struggle with a temptation or a sin. There's people you need to just open up. And again, remember, it's about getting closer. I'm not saying that like, you meet somebody in the first day and you'll be like, here's, bleh, here's all my stuff. No, thank you. Like, it takes a little bit of time to get to that. But if you've closed yourself off, you're never going to be known. And you're never going to know anyone else. You cannot be who God has called you to be outside of authentic community. You cannot reach your potential as a Christian, as a human being, outside of authentic community. I've been a pastor for almost 14 years. I know I look so young, right? <laughs> but for a lot of those years, I didn't really have friends. Because I kind of had this mindset that, like, as a pastor, like, I can't really be known because if somebody knew me, then they may like look at me weird when I'm on stage or be like, you shouldn't be there. Or like, I, I didn't feel like it was okay for me to open up with somebody. But the longer I was in ministry, I started to realize like, I need people. I need people. And I remember my wife and I one day were like, we, we, we've got to start something. And by the way, my wife is great, like, planning-wise and scheduling stuff. She's got vacations scheduled. She's got, like, hey, we got people we're meeting with. We met with people last night. We got people we're meeting with this next week. Like, she's great. She keeps me socially out there, okay? Because on my own, I'm not great at it. But you've got to make the effort. Because I stand here as a pastor today, and I tell you that 
I need friends. My wife needs friends. We just moved here with our family to a new church after being at a church for nine years. Like, we need people. What about the people that walk in this room today that this is their first day to church? They need people too. Are you ready to be someone's person? You ready to be a friend, to be in community? When I realized that I needed some friends, we, there were some guys, and, and so anyways, we got couples together, and we started to just hang out, right? Now, guys, I get it. Guys do not like to open up. Like, you could say, hey, the guys are going to go pray in this room, and the girls are going to go pray in this room, and the guys are done, and like, mm, minute and a half and the ladies are like three hours I'm not kidding in, in one of my, my connect groups we did this and like we would send out a messenger like from the room that we were in to kind of go assess and they'd be like we're not done yet and that was like the fifth time and it's like oh my gosh like I get it guys we may not talk a lot I understand so just like grunt yeah punch someone in the arm but we had this collection of guys in this group that we realized that like none of us really had friends. And so we kind of found common ground with each other. And I'm going to tell you, I didn't know what I was missing. I didn't. It's so much better to do life with people. It's so much better to be plugged in and connected to people. It's what God has for all of us. As this church continues to grow, and I am standing here in faith believing that God is going to explode this church, we have to not only grow larger, we have to grow smaller. Because it's so easy for someone to step into a large church and just hide, just get lost, just fall through the cracks. When's the last time that you went out of your way and be like, Hey, what's your name? Strike up a conversation and, and you know, and the next week, hey, it's good to see you again. And, you know, and then it's like, hey, you want to go out to lunch today? You want to get a coffee? Like, we need to live in community because it makes such a difference. As we wrap up today, I just want you to know that together we're better. Together, we are so much better. I know some of you are like, but I've been hurt. Living in community can sometimes be messy. You may need to forgive somebody. And you may need to ask forgiveness from somebody. But that's part of life. And as you do that more often, you know what happens? You start to build a trust and a bond as you have done more life with people. That's what God has for us. As we conclude today, I'd like you to close your eyes. I talked about being connected and plugged in, and that first prong was that we need to be plugged into God. If you're here today and you've never plugged in and connected with God, this is, this is your day. 
This is your moment. This is your time to say, God, I want to be plugged in to you. Because here's what he did for you. He sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for you. Because he loved you so much. So much. And there's people in this room today that need to experience that love. So church, would you repeat after me as we pray? Dear Jesus, I need you. Please forgive me. I give my life to you. I will follow you. I surrender to you. Help me. Lead me. Because I'm all in. Amen. If you just said that today, I tell you right now in heaven, they are throwing a huge party. So we need to do that right now too. So why don't you give a big round of applause for those who just gave their hearts to the Lord. They took the most important step of their life. But it just doesn't end there. It's the beginning. If you gave your heart to the Lord today, we have a small gift for you. It's called The Next Seven Days. It's a little booklet. There'll be people in a few minutes that are standing up here. They'll be ready to hand you one of these. They just want to say, welcome to the family. We want to give you this gift because as you're starting this journey, you may have questions. You may be like, I don't know where to start. It's kind of like someone saying, here's a bike, but you've never seen a bike and don't know how to ride. And it's, you may have some questions and that's fine. We want to help point you in a direction and we want to plug you into community. And if you're in a really big hurry, out here in the middle, you can grab that book on your way out too. No one's there to sign you up for something, whatever it may be. It's just to say, here, we want to help you on, as you start your journey. Friends, I want you to know, I need you. And you need me. Because together, we're better. You're going to have an amazing opportunity in a moment as Pastor Zach comes on up to get plugged in to our connect groups. Thank you so much. God bless. Hey, can we put our hands together one more time and thank Pastor Nick for that awesome message this morning? You know, this morning we just have a couple more things that we want to do in our service right now, but you know, one of the main things that Pastor Nick communicated this morning is this concept of being plugged in, and that illustration that he used was so perfect because it's so accurate and so true that when we are disconnected from Christ, from his body, from one another, we can lose our power source. This morning, I believe that God wants to speak to us to stay plugged in with him and through community. But you know, this morning as he's concluded the message and we kind of move on to the next part of our service, we're about to honor God right now by bringing our tithes and our offerings into his house. And I can't think of a better illustration for what it means to be plugged into God's blessing when it comes to my personal life and making sure that I have my finances in order with God, that I'm honoring him and putting him first. You know, we're going to give here in just a couple moments, and there's a few different ways that you can give that are going up on the screen right now. And maybe you're a guest with us today. We want you to know there's never any pressure to give, but if you give, we believe that God will bless you for it. We give to honor God. We give to put him first and let him know that he's been generous to us. So therefore, we want to be generous 
in return. And I want to say thank you this morning to everybody who's a part of our church for your faithfulness and giving, for your generosity. You know, when we look around, we can see a tangible difference that we as a church are making, whether it's through community care, whether it's through our partnerships and missions around the world and throughout this nation. But we're so, so thankful for faithful people who put God first and say, God, you've been good to me, so I choose to honor you with my first fruits, with my tithe, and with my offerings as well. So thank you so much for giving. Thank you so much for being faithful. Our God is faithful, and he is calling us to be faithful as well. Amen. We're going to tell you more about the Connect Group Expo here in just a few moments, so please hang tight to the end of service because it's really important and we want to tell you a few more details about this. But right now as our ushers come to receive our morning tithes and offerings, let's give in confidence and as we give, let's check out church news together. Good morning everyone, welcome to The Bridge. My name is Ashley and I want to give you a very special welcome. We're thrilled that you and your family are here with us. If you're here with us for the first time, we especially want to say thanks for spending your Sunday with us. We would love to meet you today and help you get connected here in the church. There's always a lot happening at the bridge and we would love to help you get involved. So let's check out church news and see what's coming up in church life. Connecting Point is coming up on Sunday, March 3rd at 6 p.m. If you are new to the church and you're looking to find out more about the history, vision, and heartbeat of the Bridge Church, Connecting Point is the place to come. Maybe you've been a part of the Bridge for a while and you're ready to take your next step and serve somewhere in the church. Or maybe you haven't quite put your roots down yet, but you feel like it's time to say, the Bridge is my home church. Connecting Point is the place to come. We want to meet you and help you take your next steps in church life. So make your plans to be here Sunday, March 3rd at 6 p.m. Childcare is provided for all kids, infant through fifth grade. We'll also have complimentary coffee and snacks. This is a very casual evening that lasts about one hour and we want you to come. Just sign up at the Connection Center or on our website so that we can prepare for you. We hope to see you on March 3rd at Connecting Point. Bridge Men is happening this Tuesday night at 6.30 p.m. Every man is invited to join us for a powerful night of fellowship and the teaching of God's Word. This month, the topic will be Ditch the Desert. We'll talk about how to avoid spiritual dryness and keep our walk with God fresh and active. The evening kicks off at 6.30 p.m. when drinks and snacks will be provided. So guys, make your plans to be here this Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. for Man to Man. website, thebridgechurch.tv. 
Finally, if you made a decision to follow Christ today, please come and see one of our prayer teams and get your free copy of The Next Seven Days. You can also stop by The Next Seven Days desk before you exit the building. Please let us help you start your walk with God. Thanks again for being in church with us today. Awesome. When you came in this morning, you would have received one of our brand new connection guides. This has a full listing of all of the connect groups here in our church. There are about 29 different groups that are represented in this connection guide. And today, after this service, we have our connect group expo where everybody in the church has an opportunity to meet the leaders, to find out more about when the groups will be meeting, and just become more familiar with the group that might make sense for you. And I would encourage you this morning, before you exit the auditorium, just to check this out real quick. Find a group that might make sense for you. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a group that's similar to your life and age and stage. Maybe there's a day of the week that's most convenient for you that you would like to find a group there. We also have support groups for people that are going through difficult times or have come through difficult seasons. We want to be here to help. So we would encourage you, please take some time today and find a connect group that makes sense for you. We're going to finish up just a little bit early today, so give everybody the opportunity to do that. But if I could just say this one last thing, as a pastor here at the bridge, one of the saddest things that we see all the time is people that walk through difficult seasons, and when they come through it, we find out later that they had nobody to walk through it with them. And we find out what? Like you've gone through something so difficult over the last few weeks? Let us, be, let us be here to help you. Find somebody to walk with you, to stand with you, to do life with you, to encourage you, to build you up, to spur you on to good works because God wants us all to be in relationship. He did not intend for us to do life alone. So take advantage of this today and go out and meet a group leader today. It's so much easier to join a group when you've met the leaders and we want to give you that chance today. So thank you so, so much. Can we give one more big hand to Pastor Nick for that message today? Awesome. And hey, bridge men, bridge men and bridge women are happening this Tuesday. Bridge women at 9.30 in the morning. Bridge men at 6.30 p.m. If there's any guys that want to hang out, help us set up in the youth center right now, we would appreciate your time. But we hope to meet you right after the service at the Connect Group Expo. Have an awesome Sunday, a great week, and we will see you next weekend.